Alright, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe it, give me another amen. Amen. Give me a louder amen. Amen. Can we just declare the words of understanding that we usually do want to? Let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. The Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I said amen. Amen. Understanding that is your portion today in the name of Jesus Christ. The word will come to you. Say amen if you believe that. It will give you light. It will give you life. It will give you direction. It will heal in every area. And it will make the image of the Lord Jesus clearer inside you. In Jesus' name I pray. Or I can agree somebody on your left and your right. Tell them, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for sitting beside me. I be sitting behind you. All right, the Lord is good. All right, can we just open our Bibles quickly to the book of Isaiah chapter 53. The book of Isaiah chapter 53. Remember, we have been talking about the release of divine power. And what we said is that first of all, what we do as believers in Christ Jesus is to generate power into our hearts, into our lives through the entrance of the word of God. And that once that has been generated, it must be released. And the number one way by which we release this power is through our mouths. There are other ways, but that's the primary one, especially when it has, when it has to do with our own personal lives. I just want to continue from where we ended last time. Let's read Isaiah chapter 53. Uh, so as not to obstruct the cameras, please remain seated, but you are already together, all right? Are you ready? We are in the whole of the chapter. I am going to read one verse. You will read the next verse, and I will read the next one, and we will do like that until we get to the last one, which uh, we will now read together. All right, are we ready? Remain seated because we don't want to obstruct the cameras. Say, so who has believed our message? Like in James, they say, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Verse 2. For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a shoot out of past ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, no appearance that we should be attracted to him. Verse 3 says, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Verse 4. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5. And he was pierced through for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to follow him. Verse 7, he was oppressed 
and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. Verse 8. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due. Verse 9. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was, a rich, he was with a rich man in his death, because he had, no, he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he will render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring, he will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Verse 11. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. 12. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. Praise the Lord. As we all know, I believe we all do that. This is um, the prophetic word concerning the Lamb of God, that's Jesus Christ the Lord. That's what this portion of the book of Isaiah um, is about. Here, Isaiah was telling us what was going to happen concerning the Lord Jesus and to interpret the events that will happen in his life. Let me just say something to you. The events of life can never be interpreted on the surface. Let me say it again. You can't interpret the things you see in life just observing them from the surface. You must have what we call revelation. When we say revelation, we don't mean, um, uh, I mean, it just simply means you must have the word of God explained to help you understand what is going on, either in your life or in your environment. You cannot interpret what you see on the surface simply like that. Here, those who witnessed it, what they saw, that is, when it really happened, they saw that there was a man who went around doing good, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. This same man, a time came, they took him, they beat him, they stripped his, they stripped him naked, removed all his clothes. Do you understand? So he was wearing a very, very beautiful garment, quite expensive. So the soldiers did not want to destroy it. So they decided to cast lots. Who will take it? Oh yeah, toss a coin, head or tail, eliminating themselves. It has been prophesied. All right. But let's not get into that yet. This man was nailed to the cross which was standard practice for execution of people at that time by the Romans, okay? They nailed him to the cross. He was nailed between a number of thieves or troublemakers, and then eventually he died. Uh, at the time he was dying, everywhere became dark. There was an earthquake. Now, that's all you could, they could see. And the average person, another criminal is dead. Another person the state didn't like is dead, all right? Nothing special. And then as it is gone home, and everybody goes home, and there is nothing again. What happened in that situation, I'll tell you. There is injustice in this society. A man that didn't do anything. What the high priest did was wrong. All the analysis. Do you get my point? And people cannot be trusted. I heard that it's one of his boys that betrayed him. It was difficult to find, because normally where he stays at night, nobody knows. Then one of his... 
Look, what is the lesson? Watch who you employ into your inner caucus. Some of them are betrayers. I told you. Just watch it. Remember the other day, Mr. Zachariah. That's what happened to him. And don't do too much good. Eventually you die. Was not, that is this analysis from what? The surface. All of them not really addressing what is going on. That's why the Bible says, by faith we understand. Which means without faith, we don't understand. Do you understand that? Without faith, we don't understand. We don't know what is going on if faith is not in our hearts. And what is faith? It is the, is having the recorded word of God, the prophetic word of God, having it create our understanding. Having it in our hands, we're reading it and forming the basis of relating with life from what the prophets have recorded. That's what faith is. Faith is taking God's word as a foundation for your life. Later I'm going to do that. I've been trying to get to it for some time. Just teaching again in continuation of our Saturday series on how to have that complete faith. Building different aspects on the word of God. I say it all the time. What the world is always trying to do is to compete with the word of God in your life. So anytime you want to build your life, be careful that that thing is not competing with God's word. Be careful. Be careful. Uh, there are a few examples I like to give all the time. How do people live long? The common thing in this world is watch what you eat. Don't eat too much. Don't eat carbohydrate. At the point they'll get up, go to keto diet. From keto they go to hallelujah diet. You know, they go to all kinds of diets. Then you go around the Quara Square and you see them running up and down every day. Nothing wrong with, you know, I keep on emphasizing when I get it. Nothing wrong with running up and down if you are looking for something. Are you getting my point? <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> but is it wrong? what are they looking for? Say, this way you will live long. I mean, I still read it again last week. An athlete, a footballer, still had a heart attack playing football. I don't know. Did he finally die? He didn't die. I only read when they rushed into the hospital. That's where the news came out. Footballer on the football field. Who runs around more than a footballer? You know, footballers, basketballers, those guys can run up and down. Even Satan has to take, you know, has to learn from running to and fro. He, he can't run to and fro like a footballer. He can't. So he will be running up and down. What are you looking for? Health. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with running up and down if you understand the role it plays. Does it give long life? The answer is no. If you want long life, you know what you do? There are a number of things. One, you ask the Lord for it. Believe what he has said. And there are some precepts of life that he has given. One, keep your mouth from speaking deceit. Stop marketing things that are not true. Stop marketing keto diet. I entered one office yesterday. They said, sir, have you seen this alkaline cup? In my mind, me alkaline cup. Me, alkaline God. That's a raining lie right now. It's a raining nonsense right now. Alkaline water. That's a current raining iniquity. Foolishness. That's the best word. So there was a time we were selling titanium pots. Titanium. What's titanium? It's a kind of metal. When they want to prove to you that it is better than your normal steel pots or aluminum pots, they will boil water in your steel aluminum pot and show you the film of oil on it. I see, no matter how much you wash it, it doesn't ever get clean. But the titanium pot doesn't do that. What they don't know is that that remnant oil inside your aluminum pot is part of your healthy lifestyle. They don't know. 
You don't, if you know the way the world works, eh? If anybody wants to sterilize your skin, run away from him, he's going to kill you. Your skin is not designed by God to be sterile. As an example. Many of these people are fighting. <laughs> anyway, people are doing all those things, they want to live long. But what did the Bible say? Keep your mouth from speaking what? Deceit. Stop selling things that don't help people because you want to make money. You will die fast like that. I'm telling you the truth. Honor your father and your mother. Those are the things that God has given to us as a recipe for long life. When you have these things down, you cannot be running from here to nice mile if you wish. It just makes you feel agile. That's all. Doesn't make you live long. What am I going to explain? So we believers, we build the, our lives on what is recorded. Please bear that in mind. That's what faith is. That is what faith is. No matter how bad things look like economically outside, you will not get me to be afraid. I will not keep money hiding because of my children. It's not possible. I won't do it for one moment. Why? Jesus said, don't bother about it. Jesus said, don't bother about it. There's no country in this world, we say it all the time, that you can tell what will happen to them the next 10 years. I keep up with the news. Right now, Libya is in war again. They killed Gaddafi like, is it 10 years ago? Time flies. Because that many years ago, they killed Gaddafi. Before that, a very stable country. Nigerians ran there to go and live a good life. Then they ran away. And I can assure you many countries that this, our people are running to right now because we want to live a good life. Guaranteed to be unstable in the next 15 years. Guaranteed. By my understanding of the word of God. What I'm going to say is that I say you can't, so, you can't get me to be afraid. The reason is simple. Jesus said, don't worry about it. If you want peace, you ask God for it. If you want prosperity, you ask God for it. That's what faith is. Faith is building life deliberately on what is written. I'll talk about it later. You don't just have faith because you are in need. Faith does not come because you are in need. I don't know whether I get my point. Just because you want to ask God for you want to ask God for money now, suddenly you have faith. No. Faith that helps you get things in the time of distress is the faith you exercise in the time of peace. And how do you exercise faith in the time of peace? It is by building your peaceful life on what is recorded. For example, I come to you, I dash you 200,000 naira. How you spend it is a sign of faith. I'm telling you the truth. That's when you build your faith. When you build it in the time of peace, then it will speak for you in the time of calamity. It will speak for you in the time of trouble. That's how faith is. So what I want to say, you can't understand life looking on the surface. Why are you broke today? There's no physical explanation. And that way, the same manner, there is no physical explanation right now to predict whether you'll be successful tomorrow. Jesus did not die because of the betrayal of Judas. Judas betrayed Jesus because he was destined to die. I hope you're getting my point. So it's telling me that uh, be careful who you allow into your narcos. And using Judas as an example shows you don't understand life. I hope you're getting my point. If indeed you understand life, eh? you will not give me that kind of counsel from Judas. 
you will have read the scriptures that Judas was put in the ministry. Judas was included because Jesus had to be betrayed. And he said to himself, I've chosen you twelve, yet one of you is a devil. He told him that which you do, do quickly. Do you follow my point? Why? His life was described by the prophets before it came to be. Spiritual things determine the things that occur in the physical. I read news, but I hardly read news analysis, especially political commentaries. So this is this, uh, this day, uh, uh, what they call the back of this day, back of Guardian, back of Punch. If I've read any one of them, they release every day, right? I'll give you three newspapers now. So in a year, that's over a thousand opinions at the back. I don't think I've read two in the last one year out of a thousand. I can, I have access to them. They are on my device. I just read the headlines. I want to hear what is happening. I don't want to hear your analysis. You know why? You don't know it. Without faith, you have no understanding. Don't confuse me. People have said all kinds of things on why Nigeria was created the way it is. You don't know what they are talking about. If you really want to know it, go and read the prophetic. Go and read what has been recorded. That is what will give you insight. Go and read Daniel. Daniel saw what was going to happen hundreds and hundreds of years later. People have tried to explain to me that America is great because of this. America does not know why it is great. The very things people say is the reason why America is great. I see the analysis sometimes. And the same things they turn around and tell us is the reason why we have a problem. People say, how can people from different cultures come together? Without any, you know, we know how, how is it possible? They need to sit down and have an agreement. America is the most diverse country on this earth. Like Erufai said once, if it was by unity of religion and unity of tribe, then uh, Somalia should be the most stable country. They almost all of them speak the same language. They are almost all Muslims. How come they are unstable? Do you follow my point here? These things cannot be explained by the physical. God said clearly, the scripture is not in my mind right now, but he said, look, he is the one that determined when nations rise and when they fall. That's a matter of fact. Why did Israel go down? Because Jeroboam was their king. It looks like on the surface. He made very foolish decisions. The nation broke into two. But was that what really happened? No. The real thing that happened was that Solomon sinned and brought idolatry into the land. The foolishness of Rehoboam was determined by the idolatry of his father. That's why parents be careful. Don't walk foolishly. Don't walk in idolatry. Don't walk in immorality. You make your children stupid. I don't know whether you get my point. What you do affect your generations. The foolish decision Rehoboam made was because of the idolatry of his father. So nations don't rise because of the physical things we are seeing. We Christians, that's one thing about Christianity. Listen, Christians, eh? show your understanding. Look, it's not how to get money that's Christianity. It's understanding of life. That's one way you can show the glory of God. 
Give people insight. Give them understanding. I've been married for a number of years. That's why I still don't <laughs> I have found out that 99% of married problems can be found in one simple, okay, number of verses in the Bible. But it comes down to one place. One thing. The Bible says, you know, wives, what do you do? Submit. Um, Peter explained, honor, adapt yourself to. Show reverence to your husband. Turn to the husband and said what? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. 99%, I guess 99% for certain reasons, of family problems are tied to deviation from these two sentences. These two commandments. I just said 99 for certain reasons. But I think it's closer to 100 of marriage problems. This two, if they break these two, you know, commandments, the people break them to various degrees. If people will adhere them, so when I see people analyze, analyze, I say, listen, go back to the word of God and find out the cause of all of these things. What am I saying by all of this? I'm saying, listen, we read Isaiah chapter 53. Without Isaiah chapter 53, we wouldn't understand what happened on the cross. Do you follow my point? Without Isaiah 53 and related scriptures, why was Jesus on the cross? You wouldn't know. Why did the things that happened to him, why did they happen? There's no way of understanding. In the same manner, when you, are, you want to assess your life, please take a Bible, get on your knees. I've said it many times. Please believe me. That is why Christians fast. The fast of a Christian has little, very little to do with hunger. Sorry, that's a little. It has nothing to do with hunger. Zero. But it has little to do with food. That's what I want to say. There's a difference between food and hunger. You are hungry does not mean God will hear you. Your stomach is paining you is your problem between you and your stomach. Why do Christians fast? That is how we settle down and analyze what is going on in our lives in the light of scripture. So why do Christians fast? It is concentration. Are you getting me? It's concentration. It's time taken out to meditate, study the word, pray. It is that concentration, that seclusion, that away time. The fact that you are concentrating and you are secluded, that is what the fast of a believer is. It is not that you run off to work, you are busy, and you did not eat, and you say you are fasting. That is a lie, it's not a fast. If you have been doing it, stop wasting time. It's not doing anything for you. Just a habit you develop doesn't help you in any form. I'm serious about that. It's not, listen, you know, when I was a more junior preacher, I used to be careful when I say some things, but now I'm more senior than before. So I can say some things with boldness. If you don't like it, it's your problem. <laughs> One day Ken Higgins said he finished preaching. A man ran after, ran after him. And people like that, I still had this little experience with somebody, something like that this afternoon. Not, not very close, but something like that. So Kenegi said, a man ran after him. And said, he wanted to talk to him, so Kenegi stopped. He said, 
I've been here for, maybe, let me just try and put some words to it. I've been here for the last three days, morning and evening. I've been listening to you preach. I just want you to know, I want you to know that I don't like your preaching. I don't think I like you. I don't think I believe anything that you have said in these last three days. Kanegi looked at him and said, guess what? That's your problem, not mine. And he turned around and said, I continue to go in. <laughs> said, the man stopped and said, I started laughing. I said, that's very true. <laughs> but it's the man that said it. He started laughing at himself that, oh, that's right. It's my problem, not yours. Yeah, so I like that. Now, those who don't like what I'm saying, to me, is their problem. Anyway, back to what I was trying to say. So, now I say your boldness. Hunger does not make God hear you. That's not Christian fasting. But what's a Christian fast? A Christian fast is a time you set aside to try to understand and interpret your life in the light of scripture. It's a time you set aside to try and understand and interpret what is going on around you in the light of scripture. Before you open your mouth and start talking anything about it, like election is coming up in Nigeria, don't say anything until you have fasted and prayed about it and the Holy Spirit has given you insight. Otherwise, keep quiet. Or you can be having interesting debates that you know means nothing. You know what I mean by interesting debate that means nothing? I do it a lot when Americans are doing um, their election. Even though I know God has appointed who will win. But I sit and analyze Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, but I know God has already chosen. Because until the Holy Spirit opens your eyes, you don't know what's going on. Nine out of of ten times that people give you an explanation of what is going on, they are wrong. They are wrong. Many times I see what's going on in many countries, I just say, can't you see that God has judged the people? That they sinned against God and he pronounced judgment against them. And the wrath of God is manifested. Can't you see it? They say, what happened was that one man did this, one government did like this, then something happened. I said, that's not what happened. Those are the consequences of the judgment of God. Please bear these things I'm saying in mind. Bear these things I'm saying in mind. So you can't interpret life except you have knowledge, the knowledge of the scriptures. You can't. Jesus was on the cross. Nobody understood why he was there. Apart from those who he told their head and those who God had helped to understand the written word of God. So why was he on the cross? It was not because he sinned. We have established that. Because that we read that. Otherwise, what people would have thought with their limited knowledge was that he committed a crime deserving of death. Okay, even if it's not a physical crime, then maybe God was angry with him and God condemned him to death. That makes sense for people that are a bit more spiritual. But those who have the depth of understanding will have noticed that no, it's not what he did. It is that he died that we may live. That is, anyone with understanding will stand and look at Jesus on the cross and say, that is where I should be. I don't know whether you're getting my point. That why is it there so that I would not have to go there? So as they are beating him, that's what we're talking about. Why are they beating him? But he didn't do anything wrong. He said, ah, it is so that I can be cured of all my sicknesses. Can you see the way spiritual insight is helping? When you see his blood being shed, you understand that that is the blood of the new covenant. If God were to open your eyes to see, you will say, wait. 
And under a few hours, the old covenant will be over. Then you look towards the temple, expecting something to happen to that temple. Something has to happen to that temple. If you have understanding. And so you look, and you keep looking, then suddenly you see the veil begin to tear. And now you tell your friend, notice it's not tearing from the bottom upwards, but it's tearing from the up down. So it's not a human hand that's tearing it. He said, what does that tell us? It means the presence of God has left that place. He said, it is finished. That old covenant is finished. And you are seeing all of this just observing one man on the cross. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. So when they say, ah, hey, why would Judah men are not loyal? Why would Judas do this? He says, the foreknowledge and the, pre-de- the determination of the Almighty. If Judas did not do it, they would have had to look for another person to do it. Somebody had to do it. I said, ah. so he said, look, don't be angry. Remember, anger lies where? In the bosom of fools. That is, those who don't have understanding, they get angry. They say, if I catch that Judas, if I catch that Judas, if I catch that Judas, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but I think there's some truth to it. He said, for a very long time, so-called Christians were persecuting the so-called Jews. I'm saying so-called because I don't know who's who. Are you getting my point? Because, why? Because they said they are the ones that killed Jesus. He said, it's part of the, you know, the allegations, the issues that Europe had with the Jews. That the people that killed Jesus. Why should anybody be angry with those that killed Jesus? Should they not be happy? You are the one that killed Jesus. Thank you. Because there was no way we would have killed him ourselves. Thank you for yielding yourself in your wickedness. To doing the will of God. You know why you behave like that? Why you won't be angry? Anger lies in the bosom of the ignorant. You, you, not, you have understanding. So you are not angry. You are not angry. For example, your name is Joseph. You are in prison. The man you helped, you know you helped that man. He was despondent. He was going to commit suicide. Until you told, he told you his dream. And you explained that dream to him that, don't worry, in a few days you'll be out of here. But please, don't forget me. You remember you told him. And then he forgot you. He forgot you. He forgot you. Human beings are very wicked. So you leave there. After that day, your name is Joseph. You don't interpret dream for anybody again. When you see their faces are down. Say, I, I see your faces are down. He said, yes, Joseph, your faces are down. He said, keep it down. No, because me, I'll get my own problem. He said, every man for himself, God for us all. He said, Joseph, why are you talking like this? The last man I helped, where is he now? Occasionally we hear his chariots pass here. He won't even know that he used to be in this prison. Human beings can forget. Hmm. Next somebody time, somebody brings a dream. You finish, see the dream is so good. You say, oh boy, pay. Say, Joseph, what did you say? This is the only opportunity I have to get my own portion. You will pay <laughs> before I interpret that dream. Why? Well, you are angry because you don't understand what is going on. But now that you have understanding as a believer, you will know that that man will have done you evil if he released you a day before you finally were released. There's a predetermined time. Why did he forget? The angels did not let him remember. Every time he says, Joseph, in his mind, they will snatch away the thought. As he's thinking, Joseph, his phone will ring. It is his wife on the phone. 
Hello, honey. Ah, please rush home quickly. What happened? Our son fell down and he bruised his knee. So you think the guy broke his knee. You will get home, you see a bruise. You say he broke his knee. Say no, I say a bruised. See, these women. They don't know that we state officials are very busy. Is the angels giving you thoughts to crowd out the thoughts of Joseph? That's one more week of no Joseph in your life. The time necessary for Joseph to be remembered, you will remember Joseph. Are you getting my point? So now you are the Joseph. The time necessary for you to, for you to be remembered, somebody will remember you. So they don't remember you. You're not, we're not worried. You're not worried. That's never bothered me. Don't give me a job, something I'm looking for. It doesn't, Look, I, God has helped me to a level. I shrug it off. I shrug it off. That's why I told you, look, in Kingdom World Ministries, it's near impossible to disappoint me. You come and make a pledge. Say, I will, in fact, I've ever, I've ever seen me take, take pledges. Co-workers, who I said, write what you want to give monthly for 12 months. Those who are, the co-workers, they know what we're talking about. I don't check the paper. Nobody checks the paper. So you write it and put it down. So they squeeze it and throw it away. So why did we write? Just to help you remember that you made a personal pledge. That's you. Nobody's checking. I'm not checking. I am not checking. The only surprises I have gotten in kingdom was we began is the opposite. Do you get my point? Uh-huh. People who promised you that they will give you 10,000, they bring 500,000. Those are the only surprises I've gotten. He said, you mean nobody promised big money and didn't give it at all? I don't remember. Why? I wasn't putting it in mind. Walked up to the pastor, the work you're doing, I thank God for it. In fact, my family and I have made up our mind. Next one year, we're bringing 10 million, 1 million on a monthly basis for 10 months to this ministry. As you finish saying it, if I get angry with you, then why are you trying to put thoughts in my mind? I won't plan with you in mind. I won't hope that God will help you fulfill it. I won't pray for you. So we say, God will help you do what you are purposed to do. There are prayers you won't hear from my mouth. In that kind of situation, I won't pray it. I finish saying it. I'm like, get out of my Drop. Uh, you should be talking to me at the end after dropping the first three months. And I know you are serious. Who you, who you won't put for a job? I won't, listen, I will not plan with you in mind. I'm not thinking about you. I am not praying for you. You are, not, you are not now my friend because of it. You will not come to me and now pick your call because this man who plays ten million for what now? If after that if you call me, I won't answer. What I want to say will sound funny. I'll put ten million on your name so that I will remember not to answer you. So this is a clown who plays ten million. Because most people like you that I know have they, they, they don't have anything to give. I'm telling you, that's how God has helped me. I've seen people get angry before. I say, over what? And believe me, God has been very, 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 very generous to kingdom of ministries. Very, very. Nobody has had the opportunity to make me feel bad. You know why? Like I say all the time. Every cupboard that is ours will come. People have told me before, start a church. I said, why? He said, so that you can collect the tithes and offerings. That is why many people who defend this tithing doctrine, it's not because of truth. It's because that was why they started the church in the first place. A man has passed the church for five years. Now I want to use your revelation to scatter the foundation. What's wrong with you? No, think about it now. People have started churches because the calculation. 
Then you now come forth. You now want to use your revelation to disrupt, disrupt everything. And you say you should believe. If you were him, would you believe too? <laughs> of course you wouldn't believe. Of course you wouldn't believe. People have given me such counsel. Say, nah, you know, the one I give out remember. Man said, people are not loyal. They are not loyal. They are not loyal. They will finish hearing you free of charge on Saturday. Because then all our meetings were Saturday evenings alone. They will finish hearing you on Saturday evening. On Sunday, they will go to their churches and put the tithes and offerings there. I couldn't answer the man telling me because he was very senior. But in my mind, if that's how they want to let them carry it there now. That was always in my mind. But guess what? The word of God turned out to be very true. He said, Behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. That's the word I kept on quoting. Initially, I used to quote it for myself. But later, I realized that God gave me that word not just for myself and my family, but for kingdom word ministries. He said at the beginning, he said, the Lord has sent me and his spirit. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest field. I tied the two together. So from the beginning, from the foundation, I prayed, Lord, as you have sent me, send financial laborers. No one open the church on Sunday because I want to collect somebody's tithe. That is wickedness anyway. It's wickedness. So I'm not seeing the people. I don't see human beings coming. What do I see? Tide bearers. So that's, I'm not necessarily something to do. I'm not angry with anybody. If I need money, I pray to the Lord. If he sends it through you, I will bless you. If he doesn't send it through you, there's no need to be angry. One of my friends, a pastor somewhere in this country, that he was speaking, he said that one of the richest men in their town attends his church. That's businessmen. So everybody assumes that, ah, that's the church this man is going to, you are settled. He said, but the guy is one of the stingiest givers. That if he brings 5,000 naira to his ceremony, he will make a speech on that 5,000. Pastor, you know, you have been a blessing to our family. And the Lord began to lay upon my heart to bless you back. Then my wife and I began to pray. Then he will talk, 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 open the envelope, 5K inside. Those who give big money, interestingly enough, they, they don't make speeches. They give it and they go. The Lord is good. What am I going to say about all of these things? Because you understand the control of the Lord, you don't get angry. That's what I'm saying about all of these things. So your name is Joseph. They forget you in prison. Mm-hmm. That when God remembers me, are you getting my point? If he has to shake the foundation of the prison, break the shackles, throw the doors open, he will do it. I don't need the cup bearer of the king to remember. But in that cup bearer's case, it was not his fault. It was divine destiny. They said, this is at appointed time for the release of Joseph. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. You cannot understand what is going on in life except the Holy Spirit opens your eyes. Please bear it in mind. I'm going to say it on the main thing I'm going to say today. So in the case of the Lord Jesus Christ, what was he doing on the cross? We know as a matter of fact that he was bearing our iniquity. We know as a matter of fact that he was bearing our sicknesses. We know as a matter of fact that he was bearing our griefs. He was bearing our troubles. He was bearing every negative thing in our lives. 
You know what happened? Of course, there was a pro- there are many prophecies about it, but another beautiful one is the one that Moses gave. Let's just quickly go back to that one. Um, Numbers. I know I like reading it in the Amplified Bible. Numbers chapter 21. The story here is that the people of Israel annoy the Lord. Verse 4. They began to complain, if you see verse 5, they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness? They complained, there is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink. And we hate this horrible manner, the food that God gave them. <laughs> so God got angry. The Bible says in verse 6, So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were beaten, and many died. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. All who are beaten will live if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was beaten, of course you know it will raise it up. Then anyone who was beaten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. Now I'd like to read that from the Amplified Bible. The one I read now is New Living Translation. Verse 9. And Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on the pole. And if a serpent had beaten any man, when he looked to the serpent of bronze, attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. Did you notice that? The fellow had to do what? Look at the serpent attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze. I find this so beautiful, so incisive. You know, this is so beautiful. and very instructive. Why am I talking about that? When God has given us the understanding of what happened on the cross. Now, so what happened here is that this, again, is a, is a sign of what was going to happen later. You see John talk about it later. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up, so that whoever will look to him will be saved. Are you getting my point? So, salvation, faith, is not just, I answered an altar call. Faith is not just an instantaneous thing. Faith without patience is non-existent. Are you getting my point? Faith, if patience is not in it, does not exist. It doesn't have capacity to stand on it by its own. What I'm trying to say, faith is always drawn over time. What I'm trying to say is that you believe, you must continue to believe. It's a constant faith. Faith must be constant for it to make sense. So in this particular situation, what happened? These people were beaten by snakes. Moses lifted one up, and they were supposed to look up at it. They must have what? A steady and absorbing gaze. They must have expectation. They must be attentive to it. This is discipleship we are talking about here. They must pay attention. It's not just, yes, I've heard of it before. That is the way I like to explain it. A man is beaten. His children and his wife, they will drag him to where he will be able to see the snake. 
And they say, come, that is a healing. They say, what has that got to do with this bite on my leg that's spreading poison through my body? That is the prescription that God has given. So, what will happen as a man will be dragged there, from a distance he will look up. They say, just look at it, you'll be healed. If he took a glance and turned back, he would die. He said, I've looked at it, now let's go. He said, look, here I have looked. I don't feel any better. The only people that will have gotten healed were those who believed the words of Moses, who were agreed to sit there and stare. And as he's falling asleep, he will tell the children, please wake me up. I can't look away. If he looks away for a moment, he catches himself, he looks back again. And he will look until he's perfectly healed. Only people that believe do such things. I hope you're getting my point. And that is how you believe in the Lord Jesus also. It's not like you, you answer an altar call and forever you are saved. Once saved, always saved. That's not true. You must constantly believe. You must look at him constantly. That's what it means to be a disciple. It's disciples that are called Christians. Always contemplating the Lord. Now back to where we were. So you see, this Jesus, the Johns told us that this is exactly how people who will be saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, that's how they will look at, look at him. Salvation, the word save, alright, is an all-encompassing word. It's not just deliverance from sin and reconciliation to God, which is the primary thing we think about when we're talking about salvation. It's deliverance from sin and reconciliation to God. But it's more than that. When you hear that Jesus healed people, the Greek word is also saved them. So when he delivered demons, delivered people of demons, freed them from the bondage of Satan, the Bible will say he saved them. So anybody that will be healed by the Lord Jesus, this is how you will get healed. Anybody that will be delivered by the Lord Jesus, this is how you get delivered. Anybody that will be prospered by the Lord Jesus, this is how you going to get prospered. Anybody that will be free from bondage to sin, this is exactly the same way they are going to get it. I'm getting the point here. So, Christians must learn, therefore, to contemplate. They must learn to contemplate the cross of Christ and the power, therefore, that is, as a consequence of that, the power of his resurrection. The, the two go together. But we're talking about the cross now. So, you see, this man, Jesus, was on the cross. Only the prophetic will help you understand why he was there. Now, we have understood from the book of Isaiah and also from the Numbers 21 now that this man was kept up there so that our snake bite will be healed. He is kept up there so that our bondage to sin will go away. He's kept up there so that our bondage, you understand, or he was kept up there so that our bondage, our affliction by sickness and disease will be removed. That's the reason why he's there. So unlike everybody else, you can imagine if um, the Midianites or the Moabites or the Perizzites, the Hittites, give me another height, the Jebusites, the Amorites, if they were passing by and they saw a, a serpent on the pole, you know, they are going to wonder, that's a nice decoration for this camp. What does it do? Okay. Maybe it shines at night. I hope you're getting my point. Which is what happens when people who see Jesus on the cross also are walking past. They'll be like, what did this man do that they beat him to this level that he can't even recognize him? When Jesus was on the cross, he was not recognizable. And they walk on past and they'll be whining about the Romans. These people are wicked. Expert beaters. <laughs> Say God, though. We will not offend the Romans. 
Because they beat somebody. Hmm. Oh. Yet, you know what they are doing? They are walking past salvation. They don't realize it. They are walking past deliverance without realizing it. See, without, <laughs> without the prophetic, you will never know what's going on in your life. Many people have walked out of the, their prison. And for that reason, they will never see their palace. Somebody broke the wall one day. Said, Let's go. They escaped through the window. Say bye bye to Jati Jati. <laughs> and they ran home. Why are you panting? I just escaped from the prison in Pharaoh. Let's thank God. Next day they organize deliverance the Thanksgiving service for escape from prison and do a film on it, of course. Prison break, yes, thank you. And the angels of God will look and shake their heads. Say that was a stepping stone to the palace. That was a stepping stone to destiny, but he has disappeared from it. He walked away from deliverance. That's how it is, from deliverance. Walk away. Instead of understanding that this is what God is doing. That's why, let me just say it again. That's why Christians take time out. Don't just join all these bandwagon praying, enemy, die, 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 die. Anybody, stop my progress. In this life, nobody has the power to stop your progress. I'm not saying nobody can stop, nobody is stopping your progress. That's not the issue. Even if they wanted to, they don't have the power. Listen, let me just, let me digress and just help you, eh? I live a very good life, oh. When I say good life, people, it's hard for people to rest on my mind. It's very, very hard. Things have happened before and people are angry. I mean that it was done against, I'm not angry. This is wrong, this is wrong. You know, Nigerians, they like to hide behind, you know, they look for something to hide behind. So, I, I had the opportunity to be, to join the tribalism wagon. This is tribalism. You know, there are things you don't hear from my mouth. Nonsense. Nonsense talk. People were people getting angry on my behalf. They said, no. Look, it's not possible. This is me we're talking about here. When I say me, I mean child of God. Sent by God. The Lord, the Lord surrounds you with favor. As it is shield. What I want to say is not a joke. If you, if you decide... To stand in the pathway between me and progress. God will, look, depending on who's praying for you, and the reason he has, maybe you're a descendant of David, so he has mercy on you. So he will go and whisper, come out, come out, come out. Leave the road. Leave that place. Please, move. If you don't, he will kill. That's what he does. That's what he does, though. So if God refuses to do that, I don't, I just, it's not you. You are, you don't understand. There's no human being that's big enough to stand between me and what God has ordained for me. There's none. There's none. You see that one that God was doing with Pharaoh? There are two reasons. Number one, he said, I want to show off my power. When other God wanted to show power, you understand my point? He would just come one day, kill Pharaoh, kill everybody, just kill everybody, say, Israel, yeah, let's go. Are you getting my point? You just dive in. You know, one of my favorite scriptures these days, he said, there's none like the God of Israel. Who rise through the heavens to my help and to the skies in his majesty. He said, the eternal God is a dwelling place and underneath me are his everlasting arms. He said, they have scattered the enemies from before me, saying, destroy. That was Moses speaking. Oh, look, 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 look. That one he was doing with Pharaoh. He was just Pharaoh. Let's show off some power. He wanted to teach us lessons. They was disgracing, I heard this one long ago, he was disgracing all the gods of Egypt one by one. 
They had the God of the flies. He disgraced that one. The one of the frog, he disgraced that one. He went after all their gods, one by one. When he had finished disgracing all the gods, he said, now to take my people out. Now I said, go, go and tell Pharaoh. This is what will happen next. Now to Israel, prepare for it. You are going. He, before that, they didn't tell them to prepare. You didn't, there was no time he told them to pack. Why? He knew they wouldn't let them go. The day he knew they let them go, he said, now, everything is done. You guys are leaving now. Watch what I'm going to do. He said, anyway, all of you, get ready. Wear your shoes. Tie your belt. Pack. Get ready. Eat your food in a hurry. You will have to live in a hurry. And he delivered the master's stroke and everybody left. So I don't, look, listen. Nobody on this earth, listen, with all due respect to the head of state, but he personally is not big enough to retard my progress. With all the Nigerian army under his command, Nigerian Navy, Air Force, police, NNCDC. Are you getting my point? Even road safety? Yes. All the security agents, DSS, he's not big enough. So let, please, don't, I see people getting, you're angry with people over what? They hid that promotion letter from you so that you will not get it. They now went for the promotion interview. You know, you didn't, they didn't promote you. You're angry with everybody in the office. Something's wrong with you. I'm telling you the truth. Listen, there was a time I was going to miss a critical exam. I would have repeated my first year on campus. Long story about it. I just would like give us an illustration. So the date of the exam was switched. If the exam was supposed to, you know, the, the subject I was supposed to, the, the, the one I'm th- thinking about now, I was supposed to do, was supposed to be like on Friday, the second week of the exam. They shifted the whole thing and moved to, the, to Monday, the first week of exam. Exam of two weeks. I was at home. My friends were in school. just called and said, Please tell Banky to come for this exam. No, sorry. One guy was going home. Just before the days of phones and all of that. There were no phones. So they sent a message to me. Now, I was a medical student. You fail one subject, you repeat the whole year. There was no carrying over. There was no carrying over. So they told this guy, I still remember him till today. Eh? When you get him, go and tell Banky. He has to get to school before Monday. He didn't deliver the message. He never came. To get from my home to school is more than two hours. If you have your own car, it's about two hours drive. Okay? But you know what happened? This was, the exam was moved from Friday to Monday. Remember that? That's shifted backwards by not, it's more than, almost two weeks, you understand? By more than ten days. But the Friday before that Monday, my mother just called me. He just said, I think you should go back to school. I was the first yesterday. Say, look, I don't know what is going on, but I, I think it's better go and take time to read. I know you say your exam is still five, but just go and take time to read. So, because of my mother's counsel, I packed and went to school. I arrived on Friday evening. Was it Saturday morning? Something like that. So, my friend said, "Oh, you got our message." I said, "Which message? Your exam is on Monday." I said, "It's not possible." See, your exam is on Monday. I said, "No, it's not possible. It's next week, Friday." No, they thought I got the message. I said, nobody told me anything. So I know, you know, you hang with guys who just like to joke about everything. So I just assumed they were joking. Then one of them dragged me. Said, let's go. We went to the, the board. And I saw the timetable. Did you see how God moved my mother to move me? 
So if God didn't move my mother, I, I know the normal human flesh would be to be angry with that guy, right? But understanding I have now, I wouldn't be angry because if God didn't find another way to tell me they didn't want me to be there, or so for certain reasons, I couldn't make it. It could have been judgment, now, in which case it would be my fault. But I couldn't be angry with anybody. In case you think it was a joke, one of my classmates, he lived in Benin. He lived in Benin. He walked to school just to come and play. Why were in the example? He was not prepared. He, was, he hadn't read anything. He repeated that year because of it. Now, he lived, that's why I first told you that the fact that I was two hours away. He lived in that city, yet he missed it. Listen to me. That's why, look, live life the way I live it. Oh. All this angry with people, I don't have time for it. When people want to make to be angry with them, I will pray in every day, God, please remove this person from my mind. What am I thinking about him? Who is it to be obstructing my progress? Listen, don't think I've always progressed where I wanted to. Ah. Things have been blocked tight many times. I just go to the Lord, I pray about it. After that, I leave it. And then when I come back praying, I say, Lord, please, I just want you to, I just want to be sure that I'm not the hindrance. You know, there are times, you know, there's something you are doing that's out of order and God wants you to correct it. So I just say, Lord, please, if that's the issue, please reveal it to me so that I will understand. But then, Lord, if that's not the issue, then keep it for 10 years. I don't care. Once I am certain that this is how the Lord wants it, I'm in order. No human being is big enough. If, even if you brag, say, you will never get this thing. And I don't get it. I still won't be angry with you. I know God will punish in his own duties. That wickedness will always be punished. Are you getting my point? But as far as my, no, it's true. As far as my own life is concerned, you're not the reason. I, I hope you're getting my point. God judges people according to their wickedness. But the one you did is between you and him. I, I, I pray you understand the, the person we are dealing with. Our God? No. There's, a, there's one word, the Bible, Greek, I said Greek, uh, King James uses for God. It's not common in modern, modern translation. You know that, what that word is? Terrible. When I say something is terrible, some of the names used to describe, one of the adjectives used to describe God in the Bible. You don't want to know the meaning of terrible. Just let, just, when it's terribility, everything, just be behind him. Let it be terrible against the, <laughs> but that's how it is. The Bible says his eyes run to and fro the whole earth. I like in this expression there. Why? He says so that he might show himself strong. Ah! That expression is beautiful. My modern Bible says so my strongly, so, uh, my strongly support or something. No, I like that King James expression. It says so that he might show himself strong. That he wants to just demonstrate that is American slang. How bad he is. One man will now stand between me and progress. That's why, you know, I tell young girls, you are, in, you are in school or you are walking somewhere, and one boss that cannot control his zip is now coming to you to say if he doesn't have his way, you will not pass, you will not get a grade, you will not get promotion. Tell him that thus says the Lord, thus will Babylon go down and not rise again. Give him that word. You've just rendered the idiot impotent. 
Seu ogar. <laughs> Christians don't know when to get angry. I read that scripture. I said, ah, this is good for bad lecturers. <laughs> Very good for bad lecturers. He said, it is written. You know what I just quoted? is <laughs> what Jeremiah told Sariah to do. Everything he had re-prophesied to Sariah, write them down. When you get to the bank of Euphrates, tie a stone to it, throw it into the river, <laughs> and say, Mr. Lecturer, does Babylon go down? And not rise again. Some people be begging, say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Go and sleep with him now. You don't know what you're going to do. You go now. Why are you coming to talk to me? You know, people, ah, listen to me. That was just dropped strong in my mind. This generation, people will fear the power of God. Watch it. Hey. If you're a woman, you're in an office. Promotion. Your boss is doing, you know, he doesn't know his boundary. Don't say, sir, please. Don't do, please. Say, Oga. You know what, the, you know what these people said? Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, we will not be careful to answer you in this matter. That is, normally they will say, my Lord, you know, said this one, we throw you all protocol. Tell that one, say, sir, in private, you don't want to fight in public. On, just, Block him in one corridor. Excuse me, sir. Please, sir. No time or niceties. Warn yourself. Turn back and go away. If you want to help him, stand there and say, I belong to a band of praying people. If I take your name there, you won't like it. Did you hear what I said? Tell him. Sir, warn yourself. I belong to a band of praying people. If I take your name there, you won't like it. Most of them will come and say, ah, ah, what is it? They're just playing with you, self. So, God, I don't like that kind of play. That kind of play, leave them. Especially when you are married. So don't joke near it. Don't go near it. And then there will be one, one day, that God has set up like Pharaoh, not to be afraid. And the Lord has set him up to teach everybody a lesson. And someone will tell you that, ah, I praise her. Look at what the man has done. And we all know that you're not like that. Look at what he has written. It says, too bad. Now, that one, they don't pray about it. You won't go and pray to him. Father, in that, no, just leave him. Say, I leave him to God. If you have seen God punish people, you will be praying for him. You know, there are people that are going to support you. will be begging. Say, no, 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 not like that, sir. No, no, sir. So, no, 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 not that bad. No, just slap and say, no, 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 not more than slap. Because what the Lord does when he wants to defend his people... Don't try him. When Jesus shows up, do you understand? People will see, will be begging for earthquake. Say, rocks, fall on us now, you know, so that you can hide us from the face of this one that's angry. I don't know, why am I talking about that? It just, just came on me strongly. A human being stand between you and the progress that God has ordained. No need to be angry with people. If you don't get the promotion, forget it. Go and take correction. Lord, what is going on? What are you telling me? So I will not go and say it's because I'm the only person from this our village in that place. So you know, failures by nature. That's the only thing they have to say. Once they don't get something, they have to tribalize it and villagize it. Do you understand my point? Yes. I know this is a no good state now. You know I'm from Anambra. That's the only. You know they open their mouth and talk. God just, God just say, okay, she are from Enugu. I, I make you a new. So you are from Anambra. 
ever make your origin permanent. You know what that means? You're not going anywhere again. But I go home and go and repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry I'm from heaven. I'm sorry I'm from heaven. He that is from above is above all. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. He that is from above is above all. Better go and declare that. So if anything goes wrong, say that cannot be. I've told, I mean, it's happened here. In Enugu here. People say, Banky, it's because this is tribalism. You know, you are from the West. Can you go, can you go, can you go? I looked at them. I said, you don't know who you are dealing with. It is not possible. I said, you don't get it. It's not possible. Who is it that wants to be made an example? That will discriminate because, against me because of tribe? Do you know where I come from? Come on, forget it. I said, Joseph was not an Egyptian. Leave that thing. Joseph was not an Egyptian. So forget that thing. <laughs> I told one of my colleagues a story because this was, you know, um, you know, you are from the West, this is East, all those kind of things. This one is Enugu versus Anambra. I told him that is not what is going on. He said, no, it's because... So I told him my story. I can't give you details. I don't want to bore you with details. When I told him the story, he said, Haga, you are to be commended for taking that kind of stand. I said, but it's the truth. And then I have a belief. Some things must stop with some people. Something has to stop somewhere. It's like when they are forwarding rubbish. I don't forward it further. Even when it's true. That even if I suspect it is true. Why would I be the one to cause other people to kill innocent people? Christians were killed in a so and so and so place. They show you pictures of church burnt with women and children inside. You now be falling around. What are you gaining? Say so they can pray. Why can't they just fall? Please, brethren, let's pray for the country. That one won't work. You are stirring up anger. Then one house man going around his business will get killed. And you don't know God will, re- will re- demand his blood from your hands. A man who has lived peacefully in Enugu for the last 15 years. What is he doing? Selling something, selling sweets, selling bread, mending shoes. Then he gets killed because somebody's angry. I think God will not hold you accountable for that. When such things hit my phone, I delete them. And I warn whoever for if you fall that kind of thing to me twice, I block you the third time. I will warn you, say, please, 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 please. Look, what I want to say will sound very bad. Eh? I will show more mercy to you if you forwarded me pornography. I think you're a better person than the other fellow. If a man forwards pornography, no, I don't have a friend that does that. I'm just an example. If somebody does that to me two or three times, you understand? I will just leave. I will just, I will just. There are things I do, you don't know. You, you want to stir up anger. Even though it is true, it stops with me. So sometimes, of course, you know, now nine out of ten, they are not true. Nine out of ten are not true. They folded pictures of natural disaster, you know, and I said, people, somebody killed somebody. They relabel it. But like I always say, it has to stop somewhere. Good enough these days, I hardly get such crap. Hardly. Everybody, how many people do I know that? They know me. Everybody know me. You don't even have the president and fall down to me. I warn you seriously. I will warn you. The Lord is good. What am I going to explain here? So don't let anybody be sitting down telling you that your God is too weak. He's not powerful enough to defend you in the face of adversity. No. I I believe that that was for somebody because it took me right off my main message for the day. Let's get back to the main message. So what we say? Interpreting our lives from the word of God. 
We contemplate Jesus. That is what disciples do. From this Isaiah chapter 53, which we read, we understand why he's on the cross, why he was on the cross. And for us, it's basically on the cross, that is still there. We can look at it. Reading Isaiah chapter 53, we can focus on why he's there. And as we focus on it, we are being delivered. That's why we are combining that with John and also with Numbers 21 that we just read. Combine all of that together, Isaiah has told us that Jesus on the cross is for the forgiveness of your sins. So you accept forgiveness. But for this series, I'm focusing more on healing. Jesus on the cross is for your healing. By his scourging, by his stripes, by his beating, you have been made whole. Moses explained, reading from the Amplified Bible, that is, as you look at him attentively, steadily, or uh, how do you call it, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze. I said, faith is nothing except there is patience with it. So I constantly look. It may not be one day. Sometimes one day. I constantly look. I have an expectation. I said it last time. I believe I receive. People, well, it was interpreted for us to mean, I believe I have received. I don't believe that's what Jesus said. He said, I believe I am receiving. That is, the Father has granted in heaven, but the manifestation may take the three weeks of Daniel. Are you getting my point? But I will not change my mind just because I have not seen the manifestation today. So, as God done it for you, I believe life is working in me. Jesus died for me on the cross. And the life of Christ Jesus is flowing into me as I constantly contemplate a sacrifice. That's why Jesus gave a commandment. And many Christians overlook that. There's a communion table. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Physical things, a lot of times, they help us remember spiritual realities. Are you getting my point? So that is, if you are to participate in communion, don't just eat the bread and drink the wine and walk away. Are you getting my point? Before, and if you are the one conducting it, give a short lecture. Read Isaiah 53, especially. Read it. Read into 54. Read the promises of the covenant. Read a number of them. Explain to the people that the blood of Jesus was shed to make that thing a reality in their lives. Explain to people. Explain to people that they should understand that Jesus was being, was being hung on that cross. It was a replacement for their own premature death. It was a replacement for their own death in, for judgment. That is judgmental death. It was a replacement for the punishment of God for their sins. Let them realize that Jesus being beaten on the cross was a stripping away of every affliction. Don't forget, spiritual things control the physical. They do. They do. Spiritual things control the physical. If people imbibe Jesus enough, imbibe, focus on the reason why he's on that cross long enough, listen, what did Jacob do? He just stripped, you know, plants and put it down there. Animals were present while they mated in the presence of designs of wood that Jacob made. Do you know what happened? They conceived and their genes were altered. So I believe I am absolutely certain that till today, genes have been altered. Yes, they have been altered. Genes have been altered. Genes have been altered. Many medical tests only go to confirm negative things in our minds. Sometimes before you run off for tests, sit down in front of the word. Are you getting my point? 
and watch your system being altered by the word that is being preached. That's what I'm explaining. So before people take that communion, sometimes, because Christians may have, uh, will not, generally will have not meditated on it long enough, take 30 minutes, if you are the one conducting it, teach and teach on it, why you put the bread and the wine on the table. Teach and teach. Let it be that, okay, when we break this bread now and we drink this wine, everything I have said is what we are drinking and you are eating. Believe me, we will see people get miraculously healed. People will get miraculously healed. Contemplating that cross, people will get miraculously healed. See this Bible? It's true. There's no lie in it. When they told you that Jacob, do you understand? Laban schemed well. Kabbalah. Laban schemed the scheming. What will be your wages? Any animal that is spotted or striped. So Laban showed up, removed all the spotted animals and all the striped animals, leaving all the plain black and plain white. <laughs> so Jacob, Jacob, Laban knew, say, know how where Alsatian dog we meet his Alsatian dog and give birth to, uh, to maybe a Rottweiler. It doesn't happen. And he said, all the Rottweilers will be my own. He said, no, Wahala, no. The Bible doesn't tell us all de- a lot of details, but reading the whole counsel, we can work things out. The Lord came to Jacob and told him simply, you know what you're going to do? Let me teach you genetic engineering. Go, just like Moses put his pole. God likes this pole thing, you know, pole. He likes them. He took his snake, wanted on a pole, and kept it, and people looked at it. He said, that's the kind of thing that I do. The spirit. So you two take your own pole and design the kind of animal you like. Say, so well, I told him spotted and striped. Say, no problem. So put stripes on the stick. My have a stick, put spots, put stripes, put them there. When the animals come to where they meet, let them be in the presence of this thing and watch the spiritual control the physical. You know the problem we have as believers? We have not. I told you, our fasting has been, you know, vex fighting. Vex fasting. I defied somebody. If our fast was a setting aside to contemplate. <laughs> a setting aside, later we'll talk about it, to contemplate. That is, later we'll talk about how wisdom comes, that, that's where wisdom comes from. There's not, there's no problem in this country you will not surmount. There's no, there's none. There's, you know, we say well, there's wisdom that is hidden for the upright. There's wisdom. Let's ask our feet. I want us to go. I want us to close some time. There's wisdom that he has hidden for the upright. As we believers, as we contemplate the cross of Christ, as we contemplate the cross of Christ, power is released into our lives. Let's begin to give thanks. I want us to begin to give thanks. If that word entered you, begin to give a lot of thanks. We're talking about healing. We began it last time. Last time we explained that Jesus is a great physician. He does surgeries. Your back is paining you. You lie down and say, Lord, this is the point. Lie down like you are there examining you. He will give you healing. He will touch you and you will be healed. He will cut open your skin, repair something, and close it back with, like we say, zero intention <laughs> incision. No, no suturing. It will close no scar. No scar. So give thanks. Say, Father, we thank you. Just give him thanks. Say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Jesus, I thank you. Because you are the great physician. 
Remember I said last time, he's the highest specialist. He's the most knowledgeable, the most endowed specialist doctor. He heals people. He heals people. I want to cast whatever be the affliction on your body now. Cast it on that cross. Just look at it on that cross. Close your eyes and look at it on that cross. Say, my pain is on that cross. Anything that is wrong in my body is on that cross. The disease in my blood is on that cross. The headache is on that cross. The poor eyesight is on that cross. The lump in my breast is on that cross. The pain in my bones is on that cross. The one in my joints is on that cross. It is on that cross. Just look in your mind at that cross. Look at Jesus twisting in pain because of your pain. Why? So that you will not be in pain. That is the prophetic significance of it. The average man walking past did not understand that. But in Christ Jesus we have understanding. In Christ Jesus we have understanding. In Christ Jesus we have understanding. Through the word. This prophetic word. Which is more sure according to Peter. Than even things that they saw. On the Mount of Transfiguration. Say my pain. Premature death is on the cross. No matter what the reason is. That they have given why you should die prematurely. Say it this evening that it is on that cross. It is on that cross. It is on that cross. With him there is nothing incurable. The one people were born with, he spoiled it. You know what I say? He wrecked the affliction. He removed it. He removed the structure. <laughs> And he put new life in the place. He said, this one was born blind. Why? He said, I must walk the walk of him that sent while it is day. He put clay made out of spittle in the man's eyes. Go to the pool of Siloam and go and wash. The man washed and came back sin. That is what Jesus does. He creates body parts. The one people were born with, he heals it up. Peter and John went to the gate that day. They saw a man who had been crippled from his childhood. In that same name, he was healed. I wanted to look. Your sickness is on that cross. My disabilities of every form is on the cross. I am, life is working. Life is working in me. With your own mouth, deliver yourself with the cross of Jesus. Remember, we release power with our words. We release power with our words. Asthma is on that cross. Allergies, I react to this, is on that cross. Everything that's not the way God made it to be in your life is on that cross. Look at that cross, understand the cross, and let the power of the cross enter into your life today. Let the power of the cross enter into your life this evening. With him, nothing will be incurable. Don't get used to it. 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 Jesus died so that he did not be there. That's the reason. That's the prophetic insight we have into the reason why he was on the cross. That's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every pain, every affliction, 
Every disability will rebuke it this evening. I will command it to disappear. Don't forget, don't ever take your eyes away from it. Remember, you are expectant. Life is working. That you first seek is not what the issue is. But that you will get better. You will not die. No, the prognosis of the earthly doctor is wrong. You will live, you will not die. Life is working in you. You are getting better. Be saying that to yourself. Life is working in me. I am improving. I am getting better. Because Jesus has killed it from the roots. From the roots he's been killed. From the roots he's been killed. From the roots he's been killed. Life is working in me. I just say, Father, we give you thanks. Say, Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. Thank you, Lord. For indeed, we are so sure that as we focus, as we gaze on your word, that will be transformed from our inside. Thank you. Thank you. If you are so sure, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for what you have done once again amongst your people. We are grateful. Blessed be the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of Jesus. If you are sure that um, God blessed you this evening, through his word, let me hear you shout a bigger hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, that sounds convincing. Let's just um, turn our Bibles to...